Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The lights are out. Hurry, get to the lights go out. The game is over, and we're here to pick up the pieces. This is Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Just past the clay, fires a right wing, three short. Offensive rebound, Bielitsa. Kaminga shot thing. Now he'll fire the three, that's short. Offensive rebound, Bielitsa again. Clay, cash me out one time from the right wing. He's not going to miss two in a row, particularly when they're wide open. Oh, that was a night of makes for Clay Thompson as the Warriors win in New Orleans to close out. The regular season, 128 to 107 is the final in this one. Warriors 53 and 29 on the season, and a massive night for Clay Thompson as he knocks down seven of 14 from three point range, and he goes for 41 points in the Warriors' final victory of the regular season. And Clay Thompson is on quite a tear. John Dickinson with you here for the next hour. 888-957-9570. 888-957-9570. That is the phone number to participate in the program. You can give me a call or shoot me a text uh, as the playoffs are upon us, finally. Uh, we can share some thoughts on this one, and Clay certainly is... Uh, the headline of tonight's ball game as the Warriors finish up this regular season with five consecutive wins. And they noted it even before the first of those five wins, which was a week ago yesterday at home against Utah. Steve Kerr, Draymond Green, others, the Warriors said they thought they found something in the March 30th loss to the Phoenix Suns coming off the long five-game road trip where the Warriors went one and four. And at first, I kind of thought, yeah, well, we'll see. Let's see how it translates to some of the, the remaining games on the schedule. Well, the Warriors come out and they come back and get the win against the Jazz and then propel themselves into wins against Sacramento and the Lakers and the Spurs last night, Pelicans tonight, and Klay Thompson is on one. Klay Thompson on quite a tear uh, at this point when you look at the way he's able to close the season. He needed 30 in the ballgame tonight to average 20 for his season as he returned back on January the 9th, but the last three games he played in, Clay goes for 41 against the Pelicans tonight, 33 against the, the Lakers on Thursday, didn't play last night, and then didn't play in Sacramento either, but you go back to uh, a week ago last night so eight nights to go and Clay Thompson 36 points in that one and he's hit 44 of his last 100 three-pointers so Clay Thompson is ready to roll for all of the conversation uh, about 
uh, just you know what he would be able to provide in some bad shooting nights uh, at times toward the middle and the end of March. He looks like he's locked and loaded. If you're the Golden State Warriors, you got to be feeling a lot better about Klay Thompson now than you did maybe two weeks ago, uh, as he at one point scored 13 points consecutively, 15 in the fourth quarter overall, and you take it back even a step farther, four of the last six games that Clay Thompson played, mentioned three of them, but then the 37 points, if you go uh, back even uh, farther than that, on 14 of 26 shooting. So Clay Thompson getting the job done, and the Warriors get the job done uh, tonight. They needed a win to earn the three seed in the Western Conference playoffs and a win they would get. It was a, a pretty chalk night as far as uh, the Warriors needed the win. They got it. Dallas needed a win coupled with the Warriors' loss. The Mavs did end up beating San Antonio in Dallas, but they also lost Luka Doncic in a game where they had a 20-point lead in the second half as Luka went down with what the Mavs are calling a calf strain, but that's not the Warriors' problem uh, as the Mavs are going to take on the Jazz. So you run through it, and Phoenix winds up winning the Western Conference in the regular season. They are the one seed. The Grizzlies are the two seed. The Warriors are the three seed, and they will play the Denver Nuggets on Saturday. Saturday is going to be game one of the Western Conference first round for the Warriors inside Chase Center. It's a 5.30 tip. Of course, we'll have it for you right here on 95.7 The Game. Warriors this week is going to begin at 9 o'clock, and then I'm going to have Warriors live for you at 4 o'clock from Chase Center for that one as the Warriors take on the Denver Nuggets. That's the only part. I know there's a lot of people out there, and I put it out on Twitter. Uh, The NBA, at least at this point, has only released – game ones as far as who's going to play Saturday and who's going to play Sunday and they've only released the times for Saturday because they're slotting some of the play-in teams into the Sunday spots uh there there will be uh yeah some some teams that are going to have to play uh some of these slots on on Sunday so they're trying to figure it out uh as far as you know both eight seeds are going to have to play obviously feeding into the from the play in tournament games on Friday they're going to have to play Sunday uh, so we know that times and the Warriors are going to be the fourth of four games to be played on Saturday we know who's going to play Sunday but we don't have the times beyond Saturday at this point so if the NBA releases the remainder of the schedule and they may be waiting for those first couple of playoff uh, or play in games rather on Tuesday before they ultimately decide where they're going to place everybody uh, in the bracket and who's going to play which days but it if the league does get out to uh, announcing the schedule uh, over the course of the next hour, we'll be sure to pass it along to you. But, uh, yeah, uncharted territory here with the play-in tournament now a, a part of things. And, and the first semi-normal uh, playoff as far as you know, beginning in that middle weekend in, in April and, and running again uh, through June. I mean, that has not been the case, obviously, the finals last year because of COVID ended in July and, and the finals the previous year uh, ending in October, just a couple of months before the regular season last year started. So Warriors and Nuggets, uh, if you want to react to this one, you can, 888-957-9570. If you want to look ahead at the Warriors and the Nuggets and that series, the season series won by the Nuggets, three games to one, but there were uh, a lot of 
lot of games where the Warriors were shorthanded. Warriors blew uh, a big lead against Denver. The Nuggets actually went into Chase Center and beat the Warriors uh, a couple of times, including uh, the final game before the All-Star break as uh, the Warriors blew a, a huge lead in that game, and it wasn't until the fourth and final meeting uh, in Denver where the Warriors finally on March the 10th got a win. There was also the game where the Warriors uh, didn't send any of their regulars to Denver uh, three days earlier because that was part of a, a makeup game from December. Nuggets, if you recall, uh, were shorthanded due to COVID and held some guys out that were questionable due to other injuries and basically got that game postponed and rescheduled in March. And the Warriors, as a, a de facto protest, didn't send uh, th their main guys to play in that one. Uh, and the young guys actually kept that game pretty close up until the last couple of minutes. Warriors went back there with everybody in, in the uh, game on March the 10th and got their only win in the season series. So I got a little bit of notes and, and stuff from that as far as those four matchups we can get into. But uh, how you feeling, Warriors fans, about the NBA playoffs? Saturday, game one at Chase, 888-957-9570. We're going to hear from Steve Kerr. We'll hear from Jordan Poole and others from New Orleans in the Warriors locker room, but let's get a kick uh, kick in here on the phone lines and tipped off with M Squared in Dublin on 95.7 The Game. What's going on, M Squared? Hey, what's up, J.D.? Um, good win to cap off the season. Five-game streak to close it out, I think, is absolutely the right way to go. Um, looking back at the you know losing step and going on that losing streak, I think it was absolutely perfect that it happened when it did. And we had that little bout of adversity and a couple of those, you know, bumpy losses against Orlando. I think those are all going to benefit us as we move into the playoffs. Two, two quick comments for you, dude. Um, I said this the other day to Steiny and Guru. It seemed like after the Laker game, it noticeably to me, it seems like Draymond and Clay are moving a lot more fluidly and a lot better. I specifically watched Clay tonight, and what I noticed was instead of lunging forward on three-pointers and doing those weird leaning shots that he never did in the past, it looks like now he's actually fading away in some cases. Um, but also his three-point shot, he's, he's just rising up and taking that quick-release, beautiful form jumper that he has. And that's really, really encouraging. I think um, everybody should be taking note because he's carried the team for the last week without Steph, and uh, he's going to be able to do that in the playoffs. Final comment for you, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on, on Dre, uh, Clay and Draymond, too, if you, if you think they're moving better. But final thought, um, I just want to kind of put a button on Kaminga. You know, I could never have written or imagined how much he's grown and how he continues to grow. He keeps surprising me. I keep waiting for him to just have a terrible game. Um, but, you know, the guy has got ice in his veins at the three-point line now. I really, really need to find a stat to see what he shot from the three-point line in the second half of the season because I know he started out like one for 20 or something crazy. But um, I'm so fascinated, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on what you think, how you think Kerr's going to use him in the playoff run. That's all I got for you, man. I'm out. Yeah, appreciate it, M-squared. A lot to chew on there. 888 uh, that's the phone number to give me a call or shoot me a text. All right, a couple of things there. We can start with Kaminga. I think it's a great sign for Jonathan Kaminga that, that he was able to dominate the way that he did last night 
and at times tonight, and he was three for four from three-point range tonight. I was looking it up as far as just what the overall numbers from three-point land wound up at for the season. He wound up just a tick under 34%, and you're right. That was after an ugly, ugly, ugly start. Uh, He ended up uh, 50 for 149, so basically making one out of of every three, but it was a significant improvement after a, a, a slow start. We'll try and dig up the specific numbers on just how slow a start it was. But, you know, San Antonio, and, and this is not to slight Kaminga, but San Antonio, you know, didn't have a lot of their regulars playing last night. The Pelicans didn't have a lot of their regulars playing tonight, and that's fine. But the best sign is the fact for me that that in a game where you were playing against the middle of rosters and the back end of rosters, he dominated. It wasn't just that he was out there. He he was one of the best players on the court and making you know a, a legitimate impact. So that's not a slight at all. It's actually exactly what you what you want to see from a, a guy like Jonathan Kaminga. And no, he he has grown a lot, and I think the Warriors deserve credit for how they brought him along. I mean, they essentially and he was a little banged up in training camp, but they essentially said to Jonathan Kaminga that the pressure's off. Take your time. There's enough veterans on this roster to where they can start the season, and the Warriors got off to such a great start that that there was there was just less pressure on him to have to be a part of the rotation and be a part of the action. And so the Warriors could pick their spots and and he earned opportunities and the Warriors gave him opportunities. I think the biggest positive for Jonathan Kaminga as far as his season and the opportunity to play, believe it or not, was, was Draymond Green going down. That freed up uh, minutes for Kaminga to play that maybe he wouldn't have otherwise played, and Steve Kerr had alluded to that. So, uh, great rookie season for Jonathan Kaminga, and the sky's the limit for Jonathan Kaminga. I mean, he's got an unbelievably bright future. What does it mean for the playoffs? What does it mean for him being in the rotation or not? I know I've said it, and I've said it again. I don't think he's guaranteed a spot in the rotation. I've gone through my locks for the Warriors rotation. I'll, I'm sure I will again at some point between now and 10:30 when we get out of here. But I don't. I, I don't think Kaminga is one of the locks to be in the rotation. Now that doesn't mean he's not going to play at all. In fact, I would think Steve Kerr probably will give him a couple of shifts in the first half of games, in the first couple of games of of playoff series, and and in the first series against Denver specifically. From there, it just depends on how well Kaminga plays. I think a five-minute shift can turn into longer or turn into a second-half shift if he plays well. If he doesn't play well, then he may go away from him, and and maybe he doesn't play in the next game. That's just the life of a young player and a rookie in the NBA. But there's also the opportunity, if Steve Kerr throws him out there, that he might just have an electrifying five or six minutes that can help lift the Warriors. So it's not absolute. Uh, and again, I, I do think the Warriors have nine players for sure that are ahead of them in the rotation. Uh, if you look at Curry coming back with Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole, uh, of course, Wiggins and Draymond, Looney, uh, although those two are at, at different positions. And then and then Peyton and Porter uh, are seven, eight, Iguodala nine. So those nine are locks and are ahead of Kaminga. And then Kaminga doesn't necessarily play. I mean, Bielitz is a five, so he's not really competing for Bielitz minutes. And I think if the last couple of weeks are any indicator, Steve Kerr's kind of penciling Bielitz in for some backup big minutes, at least at the at the beginning of the playoffs. So that would almost push Kaminga 
because of the positional difference down to 11 in, in the rotation. So, uh, I, I, But Steve Kerr plays 11. Talked about this on, on Warriors Live with Alan Stiles earlier. A lot of teams don't play 11. I, I guarantee you Denver's not playing 11. Denver's probably going to play 9 against the Warriors. And, and I can tell you who the 9 are going to be right now, you know, just looking at the – at the box scores from the games that they've played late and the games that they've played head-to-head against the Warriors. So Kaminga's going to get opportunities, and I think his ability to play well puts a little something in the back of Steve Kerr's mind, uh, his ability to play well these last two games after you know, not necessarily providing as much in some of the games prior to that, some of the games where he got the one shift, some of the games on that road trip when they put him in the starting lineup, he didn't play as well. Uh, but I, I think he can be a, a factor, and then uh, if he is a factor, he'll earn earn more minutes. He's kind of a secret weapon in a way that, that maybe isn't so secret, at least around these parts. Uh, 888-957-9570, long-winded answer on Kaminga. Uh, M Squared also asked about Clay Thompson and Draymond Green. Uh, Clay Thompson definitely looks more stable and solid in terms of his and it just looks like he's not forcing it as much and and some of that is maybe the shots are going in and he's not really taking different shots but whatever it is seeing some shots go in just allows Clay Thompson to relax and what you want is a relaxed Clay Thompson you you don't want a frustrated Clay Thompson you don't want Clay Thompson that's trying to chase every miss with a couple of more makes like that's that you you want a Clay Thompson that's just in rhythm low key taking the right shots and knowing that if they aren't going in for a, a certain stretch of time, that eventually they are going to go in and he can just ignite. So I, I think great signs from Clay Thompson. You're feeling excellent about where he's at going into the playoffs, especially in comparison to where he was a couple of uh, weeks ago. As far as Draymond Green goes, look, I give Draymond Green a lot of credit and I do think he's physically looked better, and he's mentioned that himself over the last week. Steve Kerr's addressed it. And I give, I give Draymond credit for playing tonight and saying he wanted to play tonight. If Draymond Green said, hey, I, I'm good, I, I don't want to play in the back-to-back, then the Warriors easily would have sat him out tonight and he wouldn't have played. He could have picked one game or the other and played, not played in the other. But he said, no, nah, I want to play. I want to get that run. I want to get that burn. I want to get out on the court and work myself back into a rhythm. And he only played 25 minutes tonight. You look at, at last night against San Antonio, he played played 31. But 31 and 25 is, you know, that's good on a back-to-back. And you don't have to worry about back-to-backs in the, in the postseason. There are none. In fact, you're more apt to get, uh, at least in the early rounds, more than one day off between games. You know, that happens quite frequently. You could get a Saturday, Tuesday. Hell, you could get a, a Saturday, Monday, and then play Thursday. I, w- I was looking this up as far as rest and all that goes for the playoffs. I went back and, and looked up the Warriors' first-round schedule from three years ago. So the last time the playoffs actually began in the middle of April and the NBA going back to the format that they've had for a long time, and the Warriors game one is on Saturday. Three years ago when the Warriors played the Clippers in the first round, they played Saturday-Monday at Oracle, so Saturday with one day off, and then they had two days off before game three in L.A. on a Thursday night. They had two days off before game four on a Sunday afternoon, and then they had two days off before game five, which was on a Wednesday night uh, at, at, at Oracle, and then 
the Clippers won that game five and they had to go back and play game six in L.A. And then it was Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. Uh, if there had been a game seven, it would have been Sunday. So in the playoffs, you're going to get a couple of extra days. And I think that's the other thing we've seen maybe with Clay Thompson is the extra days, maybe not the every other day, but getting more than one day. And that's something worth examining a little bit uh, because Clay's had more than one day in between here this last handful of games where he's been uh, very, very hot. But I give Draymond not only the credit for playing the back-to-back this weekend, but also playing the back-to-back last weekend against Utah and then saying, hey, I want to play in Sacramento and try and get a run and trying to work work my way back you know, from from this injury and get into, into game shape and get into playoff shape. 888-957-9570. All right, we'll come back. More phone calls, more text messages. We will also hear from Steve Kerr. Warriors win tonight at New Orleans, 128-107. to Win number 53 for the Dubs. They're the three seed in the West. They've got Denver at Chase Center. First playoff game in the history of the building. That's on Saturday, and we got you covered all week long right here on 95.7 The Game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Alvarado, a corner triple too strong, and the rebound there for Jordan Poole. He'll bring it across half. 
Going to work on Temple. Gets switched onto by Murphy off a screen, setting up Draymond Green for a corner three. A rare corner three for Draymond. Just his second corner three of the season. Now back to Warriors wrap up on 95-7 the game. Kevin Dana on the call. John Dickinson with you on Warriors wrap-up. Second corner three for Draymond Green as that caps a season where Draymond makes 16 of 54 from three-point range. Couldn't quite get over the 30% mark for the year. Uh, but Draymond shooting the three ball a little bit better of late. Had a couple of threes at the beginning of, what was it, the Sacramento game a week ago tonight. And, look, there's a couple of things that, that could have the Warriors – feeling really good about their chances in, in the playoffs. And one would be Clay Thompson looking as comfortable with his shot as he looked tonight and going for 41. The other would be Draymond Green looking comfortable with, with his shot a little bit. He didn't quite make it to 10 uh, tonight, uh, ended up with seven. Uh, he had the you know seven points with three boards and six assists, but uh, he's moving around a lot better. And I know he's joked about the fact that this is the time of year where he starts making shots from the outside uh, and starts taking inventory of, of who's going to leave him open. I, I don't think that's going to change much. Teams are going to leave him open and, and dare him to shoot. And uh, even if he does wind up making a couple, I think they're still going to dare him to shoot, especially if the Warriors are going to put some of the offensive firepower that they have at, at their disposal uh, with with Steph and, and Clay and obviously Jordan Poole, some of that three-guard lineup. Uh, all, that that's going to mean a lot more open looks, uh, I think, for, for Draymond if he's going to be out there, uh, whether it's with Andrew Wiggins or, or potentially Andre Iguodala in, in some lineups maybe uh, at the end of games. So 888-957-9570, regardless, uh, very good for the Warriors to see Draymond getting around and moving uh, better than, than he was initially upon his return. Playoffs start on Saturday. Warriors and the Nuggets. Only game one has been released in terms of the schedule uh, at this point. Uh, Warriors and Nuggets, 5.30 p.m. Pacific. First uh, playoff game in the history of Chase Center. Saturday night, 5.30 on ABC. Uh, and, of course, right here on 95.7 The Game. So we got you covered throughout the week. And, man, is this going to be fun. We'll get you the rest of that schedule once it's released. But uh, looks like that's going to be all that's released for tonight. The NBA going to wait for some of the play-in games to, to shake out before they release the remainder uh, of the schedule. But the one thing I can tell you for sure, uh, if Game 1 is Saturday, then that means Game 2 is likely uh, to be Monday or Tuesday. Uh, it wouldn't be a Wednesday game two if you have a, a a Saturday game one. All of the game twos are Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday uh, slotted into those three nights. So uh, if you're Sunday with game one, you'd play Tuesday or Wednesday. If you're Saturday for game one, you'd play Monday or Tuesday. So uh, for planning purposes, if you're out there, don't know officially what it'll be, but it's one of those two uh, nights for sure. 888-957-9570. Uh, let's go ahead and hear from the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr, following this one. His thoughts on tonight's win and his thoughts on the season as a whole and maybe a little bit uh, as well on the matchup against the Nuggets. Here's the head coach. Clay Thompson, just going off first, 41 points, seven three-pointers. I mean, just with everything that he's been through this season, the ups and downs, having to listen to people, you know, critique him and stuff, what do you think this just means for him? And he doesn't have to make a statement to anyone, but it, didn't make a statement tonight. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the uh, the proof is 
on the court, you know, just what he's looked like over the last couple of weeks. Um, you can see he's just settled down quite a bit. Um, the game has slowed down. He has slowed down in a good way, taking uh, better shots. And, um, you know, he's been in a great groove now. Um, so it's a, it's a really good sign. We've, uh, you know, to win 53 games with only having Clay, you know, half the year and, you know, not having Clay, Steph, and Draymond together um, for, I think, maybe 11 minutes or something. Is that, is that about right? So, um, you know, I really, I'm really proud of the group. Um, third best record in the league. And uh, despite a, a lot of adversity, our guys just hung tough and uh, finished strong. And Clay um, looks as good as ever. So a lot of good stuff. How crazy is it that he averaged over 20 points a game after that kind of layoff and those kind of injuries? Doesn't surprise me actually, because it's Clay. I mean, he's uh, he's one of the greatest shooters of all time. I think the biggest thing is that, he, that he's just um, he's just found his rhythm. He's gotten his conditioning. Um, you know, early on, he wanted everything back so badly that he was forcing the issue, and and um, I think it's it's just been really fun to watch watch him settle in. For Jordan to lead the league in three point. I mean, I'm sorry, in free throw percentage, what does that say about a It's an amazing stat. I mean, obviously, he's a great shooter, but it takes great focus, concentration. Um, I think Steph texted him and said, you better not miss, uh, something like that. And uh, so we were joking with Jordan in the locker room. That, those were four pressure free throws, uh, knowing that, uh, you know, the regular season title was on the line. Uh, so we're really happy for Jordan. Uh, just had a great year and a um, good way to finish that off. What's the, I mean, it's hard to compare energy and teams to, to other teams that you've coached, but you guys, the Warriors have gone to the playoffs a ton, but this team, this group, a lot of the guys have it. Yeah. What is the kind of energy in the locker room right now after this type of game? You know, you finally know who you're going to be playing, when you're going to be playing, kind of the circumstances around this, uh, a lot of guys have it. Yeah, it's exciting. Um, you know, there, there was a good vibe in the locker room and um, a much deserved one. You know, we've been through a lot. These last six weeks have been tough um, and we've lost a lot of games. Uh, we haven't looked great. Um, we've been trying to do a lot of things at once, you know, develop young players, bring guys back from injury, other guys going out. So, um, you know, we, we, we stuck it out and the guys think have a, a great sense of accomplishment that, um, to, to finish with 53 wins. And, and now, obviously, we've got to take the next step. And, and uh, we've got a week before our, our first game and um, a week or so. I'm not sure when we play yet, but uh, Saturday. So six days. And, um, you know, we'll have a team dinner tonight to celebrate and then uh, get back to the Bay and Get back to work. What kind of happened there in that third quarter when the Pelicans were, were making that push? Did you see that it was just the Pelicans heating up, or were there some things that you guys do need to correct as you've been kept uh, We we made some very poor decisions. We turned the ball over and we took bad shots, and that's all it takes in this league. Even against a team that's resting all its starters, everybody in the NBA can play. So all those guys who came off the bench for New Orleans, um, they're all capable as they showed. So. Um, they got hot, but we helped them get hot with our decision-making. Aside from Steph's health, what can you kind of look for in these practices at that kind of full dress rehearsal before the playoffs? No, I mean, I, the main thing is for 
uh, Stev to be cleared uh, from a health standpoint. And uh, once he's cleared, he's he'll find his game quickly. He's done this many times um, over the years, come back from injury in the playoffs. Um, so I have no concerns about what he's looking like this week. Um, all it takes is one game for Steph to go from the injured list to being first team all NBA. So um, just got to get him right uh, health wise and, uh, and he'll, he'll find his way. From a team standpoint, what will be the focus in this week of preparation on entering game one against the Nuggets on Saturday? Uh, taking care of the, uh, the basics, you know, we've, um, We've got to take care of the ball. You know, again, that's what allowed New Orleans to get back in the game tonight. Um, we've been at the bottom of the league in turnovers all year, and um, we've talked about it the last few days. It's um, it's going to require us to to clean clean up that area um, for us to advance in the playoffs. So that's the biggest thing for me. And then our just our defensive rules, learning personnel this week, understanding who to close out to, who to um, close short to um, the details of personnel and, and um, the details of our opponents, uh, you know, game game plan and their strategy and the way they play. 18 more points for Jonathan. I think he was plus 21 or something like that. Was there one thing that really stood to you though, as far as his performance? Uh, no, I just thought he was uh, he was patient. He's he played the way he's been playing. Um, you know, the game is. Uh, is coming a little easier to him now compared to you know mid-season, and uh, he's shown a lot of maturity. So very very proud of him. Happy for him that he's uh, he's come this far in his rookie year. You mentioned this in your first year opening answer to my question. Um, just how you guys were able to do all of this without your core essentially playing it all together. What does that just say about the resilience of this team and the ability to kind of overcome adversity, and then also how good can this team be if they're all together in the yeah. playoffs where they tend to always, you know, dominate? Yeah, I mean, it says a lot about the guys and, and their perseverance. It says a lot about our front office and, and the roster that they built. Um, we have a lot of depth and we were able to rely on that depth this year. Um, we've got a good team. You know, we've, um, we've weathered some storms, but um, there's a chance now we can get, uh, get Steph back and, um, Put him on the floor with Clay and and, uh, and Jordan and Draymond and Andre and we haven't been able to do that all year. So that thought is uh, is exciting. In, in addition to the big picture that you've spoken about, Clay, could you address that five minute stretch in the fourth quarter? You know where you said you had left them back in the game with some bad decisions. He scored 15 points in a five minute span and put the game away. Your thoughts on you know him being in there in the fourth quarter and then performing like that and the significance of it. Uh, well, I've seen it a million times, so um, it doesn't surprise me, but it's, it was great to see uh, tonight, just given that we were missing a lot of guys and that, you know, he's come back from this long two and a half year absence. Um, so for him to look the way he has the last couple of weeks, but also kind of break this game open tonight on the last game of the regular season, it's yeah, it's significant. I think it's a tonight was sort of a, a metaphor for uh, you know Clay being back to to Clay.
So Steve Kerr there weighing in uh, at the end on Clay Thompson as he goes for 41. Also some thoughts on, on Jordan Poole, who did wind up uh, winning the free throw title as he finished the season, uh, what, 92.5%. So he finished just ahead uh, of Stephen Curry. So Steph Curry finished at 92.3% uh, on the season from the free throw line to Jordan Poole. 92.5% from the free throw line. So Poole finishes one. Steph Curry finishes two uh, in terms of free throw percentage uh, on the season. And, yeah, interesting, although predictable, to hear Steve Kerr talking about this week as it relates to Steph Curry. And, and the next update on Steph is expected to come tomorrow. Might end up happening Tuesday, as the Warriors assuredly will they'll, they'll take tomorrow off and then get back on the practice floor Tuesday. All eyes are going to be on Steph Curry on Tuesday and what he's able to do. Uh, is he cleared, as Steve Kerr alluded to? Uh, be, and it is key because before the ball game, the, the big headline was what Steve Kerr had to say about Steph. And it was the first time, even though we all kind of knew that game one wasn't going to be a lock as far as Steph Curry goes, uh, before the ball game, when Steve Kerr met with the media, he did for the first time really say, and, and the quote here was, there's a chance he could be ready for game one, talking about Steph. There's a chance he could not. Uh, and then adding that the Warriors are going to know more as he gets on the court the next couple of days. And now with the game being on Saturday, uh, the Warriors you know, likely to get, I would say, at least three uh, really good practices in uh, over the course uh, of the week now that they know that they're going to take tomorrow off and then have four days before they're going to play on Saturday night uh, in, in game one. Nobody's worried about Steph and necessarily how he looks. The shot's fallen. It's more how does he look physically and is he cleared? If you in the next couple of days, the reports are went through the individual portion of practice, but maybe not cleared to to scrimmage yet. You know that would be an indicator that that maybe he's still got a ways to go. But I mean, how many days would would Steph necessarily need to get out there and scrimmage? I mean, he could he could maybe go through a, a ramped up process where maybe he does individual Tuesday, a little bit more Wednesday, scrimmages on Thursday, goes through the full prep on Friday and and as long as the medical staff clears him for for Saturday in game 1 then then he would be uh good to go. So all eyes definitely uh going to be on Steph Curry over the course of the of the next uh couple uh of days as the Warriors prep here for the Nuggets uh and the first round of the playoffs beginning Saturday. 888-957-9570. Let's go ahead and get in our shot of the game, which is presented by the County of Santa Clara. Can Clay get a 40-point game for the first time this year? That's Harper for undrafted kid. He's impressive. Third NBA season, just a handful of games, though. Clay, 41! Another right-wing three, and Willie Green says, let's take a timeout, y'all. Yeah, I remember the playoffs against OKC when he got 41. Yeah, game yeah. six, Clay. You got it. Yeah, game six, Clay, in that stretch there in the fourth quarter where he scored 13 consecutive points, 15 in the fourth, 41 for the game, seven three pointers for Clay Thompson. And this one is he ends up seven for 14 on the night, a plus 25 if you're into that sort of thing. So the Warriors. Uh, crushed it when he was on the floor, and that courtesy of Kevin Dana and Jim Barnett there on 95.7 The Game. Your shot of the game for game number 82, presented by the County of Santa Clara, 
Book a COVID-19 booster shot now at sccfreevax.org, or you can call 211. All right, let's go ahead and hear from the man of the night in New Orleans, the one and only Captain Clay Thompson speaking with the media after this one. Like, can you take us through that sequence where you scored 11 straight points for you guys? How did you out of that, that mm-hmm. Pelicans run? How uh, sealed this one for you? I thought I was just getting my spots and not being in a rush, coming off pin downs. And uh, I feel like all my shots were very fluid at night. That's a lot. That just speaks so much volume to the growth I've had over the past few months as far as not rushing it and being uh, playing with great flow at that was just one of those runs where, you know, you feel like any shot you take is a good one. And it was one of those nights, and I'm very grateful for it. 41 points. Third straight game scoring at least 30 points. Kind of for a high that streak. Mm. Looking at, you know, your journey, you've been very reflective all season long. How is this to kind of cap off this kind of year for you? The regular season, yeah. I should say. Individually, a great cap to the regular season. Um, a lot of ups and downs for myself this season, but uh, I stuck with it, and I will continue to do that. And some great momentum going to the playoffs, and I, I can't wait. I'm so excited for the playoffs. Having to watch the last two years was painful, so to be back and be a part of it, um, I'm just – I get geeked thinking about it. Did you know that you needed 29 points to average 20 in the year? Just how huge is that after the layoff? Yeah. Injuries? You know, I pat myself on the back because – uh, when you go through the injuries I did, there's there's some really slow days. There's uh, some so many tedious exercises, and just building up your muscles again to be able to do what you love is a uh, it was a challenge, something I never had to do before. So to do it twice and to come out, and, you know, average a dub, uh, man, I'm it's I it's inspiring for myself, and it just makes me want to keep going because uh, I'm still just scratching the surface of what I can become. 110 points over your last three games. Is Clay Thompson back? I mean, I feel like I've been back. I just, this consistency and these big nights weren't there like I wanted them to be. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm back. I'm, I'm so ready for next next weekend. It's going to be, it's going to be a dog fight, but man, we're, we're ready. How big is it to have you feeling that you're, you're back, Draymond getting back up to speed, you know, mm-hmm. the hope is that Steph will be back soon. How big is it that all of this kind of seems to be coming together yeah. at this particular point. It's huge. It's so big, and um, I'm just really excited. Uh, I know Dub Nation's ready, and we'll be ready. Um, we've dealt with a lot this year from an adversity standpoint, whether it's not being old, guys being injured. So many so many guys have stepped up. Our whole roster has done great things, and that's what a, what a year it was for what we had to deal with. I mean, 53 wins is still a great accomplishment. I feel like we still I mean, left some on the table, but whatever. We're going to the playoffs almost completely healthy, and it's going to be – I just have great feelings about this year. Back to kind of the reflection of things, that huge fist bump at the end right there after 41 points. Was that kind of in a moment of reflection of the journey and just feeling emotions in the season? Oh, yeah. After uh, what I battled through, I'll never take a 40-ball lightly ever again. That's hard to do in the NBA. I don't care who's guarding you, who's playing. 40 points is 40 points, and – that was a sweet night for myself. Sweet night indeed for Clay Thompson. And, uh, yeah, he caps it uh, with the, the 41. And you look at just these last handful of games for Clay, 
uh, he's got to be feeling really good, and the Warriors have to be feeling really good about their overall season. 53-29, and 29, the final mark, 31-10 and 10 home, 22-19 and 19 away, and they finish this thing on a five-game winning streak and really a six-game stretch to close it if you go back to the Phoenix game where the Warriors played significantly better basketball, regardless of who was in and out, because there were some back-to-backs, and the Warriors rested some players and, and gave some of the regulars nights off uh, and didn't have Steph Curry for any of it, obviously, but they found a way to to finish on a high note, and now uh, over the next week the hope is that they can get Steph uh, back in and, and get him ready to roll. All right, final couple of minutes here. Uh, Warriors wrap up on 95-7 the game. John Dickinson with you. Uh, let's also go ahead before we call it a night and hear from Jordan Poole. Uh, we talked about JP uh, winning the, the free throw crown in terms of the best free throw shooting percentage uh, in the league, four for four tonight. Uh, and uh, a patient game again for Jordan Poole uh, in this one. Uh, let, let's hear from JP. What does it mean to you, though, to win the league in Want to give a shout-out to my mom. Uh, ever since I was young, she told me there wasn't nobody guarding me at the free throw line, so I shouldn't be missing too many. Shout-out to moms on that. That one was for you. But it feels pretty awesome, um, especially to be in competition with your teammate, you know, and big bro, uh, and arguably the best free throw shooter in history. So it's pretty cool. And how do you just feel right now? I mean, you guys have known that you will be in the playoffs for, for a bit now, but now that the match is solidified, you kind of have the scheduling a little bit more solidified. Is it is it a different feeling now kind of having the black and white facts about the series? Personally, I I haven't even really paid attention to it. I was more so focused on the games that we got because um, all the way down to the wire, our games matter and we had to win. So um, I'll probably look at it a little bit more now. And this is all, this is my first go around. So I'll probably have a lot of questions to ask. Have you had any, I know the games have over, but has it sunk into you yet that, you know, just everything you were able to accomplish this season personally, but also what the team was able to do? Not yet. I mean, we talked a little bit about it in the locker room, but it's exciting. Um, thankful, appreciative. This is my first full season. I was able to, finished, you know, due to COVID um, my first year. So, I mean, it's pretty cool. Probably reflect a little bit after the game and probably get some time before the playoffs start, for sure. Have you given any thought of, you know, what the backcourt dynamics going to look like when Steph does eventually return? I haven't even got there yet. I haven't even got there yet. Hopefully we can get them back um, pretty quickly and uh, have them back at 100% for sure. Been around for a while, but how great is it just to see the emotion of Clay Thompson with a 41 point game like that? Fist bump after it's awesome, it's awesome. He's so electric and he's he's a great so being able to go out there and witness that and be a part of that and you know being able to be in the same court as him and share that moment. Um, it's definitely truly amazing to see. So, shout out to Clay, and yeah, it's, it's huge. As everyone on the outside talks about seeding, just how big of a deal was it to be five-game win streak on the playoffs like that? That's, that's huge. What's that momentum like? I mean, it's positive. Obviously, we're going in the right direction, good energy. Coach really um, made an emphasis, a point of emphasis to win as many games, get the ball rolling, and take that momentum. And um, we did a really good job of closing out the season how we wanted to, and now we just kind of got to ride that wave into the playoffs. Ride the wave indeed, and uh, love the shout-out to mom. Love the shout-out to mom from Jordan Poole there right at the beginning uh, for telling him, hey, nobody's guarding you at the free-throw line. you got to make your free throws. And Jordan Poole did that 
uh, this season to the tune of 92.5%, uh, number one uh, in the NBA. And now all attention turns toward the playoffs, which are going to begin on Saturday. A couple of quick notes here before uh, we call it a night and, and wrap up the season here. The 53 wins for the Warriors Eighth most in Warriors franchise history. Uh, they also tied Miami for the third most wins in the NBA uh, this season. As uh, you look at Phoenix, uh, who ended up with 64. The Grizzlies wound up the season with 56 wins. They got beat tonight. And then you look at Miami. Miami wound up finishing the season uh, with uh, an identical record to the Warriors, 53 uh, and 29 on the season. Uh, for the Warriors. Uh, so, yeah, you look at that and uh, wind up tied with them. Uh, Warriors finish it winning the, the five in a row. Uh, first time in franchise history, the Warriors were undefeated in April, the 5-0 the and there to close things out. And uh, the sixth time uh, this season, the Warriors had a 40-point quarter as well. The Warriors really flipped this game in the second quarter, outscoring the Pelicans 41-22 after it was 27-26 at the end of the first quarter, and the Warriors also 33 assists. 33 assists, 26-1 and one on the season are the dubs when they have 30 or more assists, as they did tonight. Uh, and uh, Clay Thompson, though, the headliner, uh, as he goes for 41. All right, that'll do it. Uh, next up for the Warriors, uh, a full week of practice, and hopefully the return of Stephen Curry, and then game one, round one of the NBA playoffs, Saturday night from Chase Center, 5.30 is the tip-off. That is uh, that is one of the big games of, of the weekend across the NBA. ABC, nationally televised ball game, Warriors and the Nuggets, game one, rest of the schedule to be uh, determined. But here's what I know. We're going to have you covered all week long here at 95.7 The Game, leading you up to tip off of that one. Warriors this week on Saturday. Uh, I'll have Warriors live for you, getting the playoff started at 4 o'clock, uh, and then the Warriors and Nuggets. Game one, round one, 5.30 on Saturday. Thanks to Sterling Bennett. Thanks to Craig Valentino. Thanks to everybody in our San Francisco studios, not only tonight but to all season long. Uh, we'll talk to you when the playoffs begin Saturday as the Warriors finish up this season with a 53 and 29 record. They beat the Pelicans tonight, 128 to 107. You heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. Good night. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 